0: Good afternoon, fellow Gunners, and welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm this morning, with coach, as usual, Aiden.
1: How's it, guys? New season, lots to look forward to and lots to discuss. Let's go. Uh,
0: we're counting down, of course, to the big match tomorrow at Craven Cottage. Would have thought now, after you had such a, a bizarre 2020, going from almost like no opus to <laughs> getting a new coach going and getting eighth place, winning the FA Cup and then going on to win the Community Shield. And now we you know, it was like a uproaring roaring for the new season to start. So, Arsenal have been, you know, very secretive with their training game so far. I mean, really secretive, which is even weird when you see the journalists are complaining about it, because it's that top secret. And, of course, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it last week, but, look, they did lose uh, Game 3-2, but it was, as I said, more a tactical-friendly, um, which was, you know, for Arteta to experiment with various formations, as well as, you know, allowing Ozil to come back into the team selection phase now. Uh, also, in other news, Gwendoza then also came in, I think, after his international duty, because he captain France France under-21. So he's now kind of been drafted in. I mean, I don't know what's the, the long-term plan now with him, but he's now been drafted in, and he's not training with the squad as well.
1: It'll be good to have him, you know, as as difficult as it is and, you know, as you know, if somebody doesn't want to be at the club and doesn't want to listen, they should go, but he does add value and, and um, some energy into the team when he plays, you know, and maybe Oteta, if he works with him, you know, can add a different dimension to the midfield because I know that we like the three-four-three, three, but yeah. that's sometimes a bit more pragmatic at times. Sometimes you need that extra body in the midfield to drive the team forward, so it's going to be... A nice thing to see and how things are going to be mixed up you know, with our midfield and now we're going to play going forward.
0: And then also, it's a big news yesterday. I think it broke quite early yesterday. Um, Mikael Ateta's role at Arsenal has been changed from head coach and he's now become officially the Arsenal manager. Because without at now then, with Vina in a full CEO role, He's now kind of given up some, um, like some of the powers with, with uh, to relates to uh, transfers, uh, you know, player targets and it, and also he's given all like he also more responsibility uh, on Edu. So now it's like you know Edu's got now the, the one job where he's now kind of having to, you know, allow Vina to push for maybe more money if more money is needed by the club. And I mean, Arteta is going to have now a more of an Arsene Wenger role, but I mean, I, I just I still don't think it's going to be, you know, the sort of role that Wenger had that, that you and I was a grew and I mean, I'm sure many Arsenal fans was a grew frustrated with in the, uh, Wenger's last five years of his reign.
1: Yeah, we we don't have that, you know. Almost where Wenger lost touch with the team and more focused on off-field politics, you know, and got involved in deals and kind of derailed deals by trying to cost-cut. So, yeah, let's just hope, you know, everybody does their role and we, we just march on strong and, you know, exciting times at the club.
0: So, you know, with regards to uh, this coming season, I mean, we, like you know, just a day away, uh, what's your thoughts and ambitions for the season?
1: Well, uh, I, I would say similar to a, a season possibly like you know, don't to compare, but like, you know, to United ad where they kind of got themselves in the top four. A decent FA Cup run, you know, maybe a cup run gets you into the semifinals and uh, also a nice Europa League push to get to the latter stages of the competition. I think, you know, we, we've tasted silverware. We have a, a community shield as well, if you want to count it as one. But I think it's time to get back into the Champions League where we truly belong. And it'll be a nice fitting way to, you know, push hard for the top four. I mean, I don't expect a title push just yet. Nice top four challenge. And, you know, maybe get some silverware in Europe. I
0: mean, you know, it's interesting that you talk about the Champions League target. Because that is actually something that, that also now made news yesterday as well. Where Remember, we used to always say Wenger never really had a clear target that he was given. Yeah. And I think with, with Una Emery, his target was almost like to get us a top four. And now, it's like, from what I've read now, I mean, it's numerous reports on our, like, like you know, the big papers are bringing out this uh, talking point of where Arteta's actually been told top four is the target. And I mean, I, I don't know if they, they... Look, they might say accept fifth. But I don't think anything less than that, you know, is going to fly by the board. Because I think they're now setting you know, real hard targets for, for, for Arteta. I mean, he has shown what he can do when, when, with a squad that he didn't really put together. And now he's now gotten, you know, like being granted the wish or his wishes of these sort of players that he's now brought in now. Because it, it was his decision also, William from the get-go, when he was made available, that rumour that he was kind of unsettled at Chelsea, William was his target for this project, you know, to, to build around some of these players that we now have.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's... Um... Side, we have is is, you know, I think we're still gonna get Partey, but I think if you know, add him to the mix, you could have a real strong squad which can and very versatility which you can play, and very um, big squad depth which can be spread amongst all these competitions and get decent playing time. But it's good that they've set you know, hard targets for for Arteta, and I do think you know, he can reach them, and it's the only way Arsenal can attract top talent is by getting in the Champions League and you know building from there.
0: And with regards to the squad as all, well, I mean you know you've seen, you know, the majority of them. Uh would you expect big things from this season? I mean if I like if I asked you, say two or three names to mention.
1: Um definitely if Abameyang stays there, Abameyang will be one. Pepe, I think big things are coming and Saka. Those those are my three guys. And yours, what do you see setting the eminence alight?
0: Uh, I fully agree with you regarding um, I Also, I hope this, we can come to some sort of decision with uh, regards to the goalkeeper situation, because I think whoever it's going to be, whoever gets the nod and, and you know carries the team through the season in goal, I think it's going to be a big, big plus, because you do know you know, what what our targets are going to be, but you also need to have, you know, a real, you know, solid, solid defense. And it leads me into the the third target that I'm expecting something big from is Saliba. Because, you know, look, no no disrespect to someone like Gabriel because everybody does know his talent and he was, you know, a target for quite a few big teams. But I just think we've heard this, like two years ago about Saliba, you know, being... Something in that that mold of of Varane, of Madrid, and I just think to myself, look, we have seen like kind of glimpses. You can see also even glimpses uh, on on YouTube and, then, but I just think everybody is talking about this guy. his maturity is like you know way way beyond his years. I think the way his development has also been is something down the lines of Saka, where you don't really expect somebody you know of say like when he was when he broke in in at Saint Etienne, he was seventeen years old and he was already you know deposing age old centre backs to take over that centre back role at St Etienne, and now it's like he's he's like kind of bring that sort of mantle into our defence, and you know trying to start almost like his own sort of uh, history, club history now with us.
1: Yeah, oh, that's, that's so it sounds, he's definitely exciting prospects. You see the Palmengs are Who is your your third pick?
0: It's gonna come down to the goalkeepers. I think one of okay. them could have a, you know a real big se- season and a big impact. But-
1: uh, is it true that Martinez could possibly, you know, be on his way if it's, you know, obviously Leno, you know, I think probably would be most first choice before his injury. I mean, I wouldn't have probably would have given Martinez a snuff, but do you think...
0: I mean, look, we wanted to insult too. I wanted to insult <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: So what? So what will be happening with with Martinez? Like I know clubs are, you know, sniffing around for him. Does he want to stay, or does like does he want guaranteed number one spot if he stays? Because I mean, there is a lot of games coming. I know, there's the Europa League, there's the cups, and you know, for me, if if you know Leno has a bad game or makes mistakes, I mean, Martinez would slot in. But do you think Martinez should go to a club and where he's going to be number one?
0: You know, I'm like—I <laughs> mean, I forgot to tell you this last night when I missed you. But I'm kind of like somebody that's kind of, uh, you know, trying to be delusion to all this, uh, deluded to all this because part of me, like you know, does not want to go into the season with, you know, you don't want to go through that. You know, <laughs> look, we've been through enough. where we had like a good goalkeeper and then uh, uh, um, almost like a dodgy. <laughs> so now, yes. after how many years now, we actually have. A solid number one, and you know, you were like even just as good a number two keeper. If you think of the way Martinez has developed in that, that the latter part of, of the last season, but I mean, you, you like now I'm trying to tell myself, okay, we can't keep him, we can't keep him. And, and the moment I could tell people also, don't worry, you know, even we got everything under control. And then last night, when you see uh, when that news broke, I think in, I'm sure, I think it was in the independent the uh, daily newspaper in the UK and then they broke in the news of he's already agreed the the uh, the, the contract like, from the salary to the amount of years I don't know if it's like a two or three year contract but with Aston Villa and it's now just down to Arsenal and I think Arsenal are just really holding out I think for another five million because the offer that came in for Martinez is about 15 and Arsenal I think are pushing for 20.
1: Uh, what a so, pity! I I I do think that um Arsenal do need a plug, you know, a proper number two I would because I mean I know we were linked to was that guy you sent me yesterday of uh, was it
0: <laughs> Oh that Raya Raya David Raya.
1: Oh I mean I I wouldn't want that coming to Arsenal. I would prefer, you know, another another up and coming keeper probably possibly or someone that has the talent there that can give Leno that push.
0: Because, I mean, Matt Macy's even asked for a transfer and has, uh, Arsenal have granted it already. So, he's also on his way out already.
1: Do you have any other suggestions you would bring in? I mean, I do mean, you think we message trick with Joe Hart or do you think he was no, no, I,
0: I mean, I'm, I'm going to go down your line. You know, we can bring somebody that, that's real, you know, he has the potential. Like, the one guy that, that I've really kept my eye on probably the whole of, of last season is Unai Simon of uh, Bilbao. I kept my eye on him, but I, the, the only problem is, you know, a real big things are expected of him. And I, and I honestly don't think he would now just come and say, okay, I'm going to settle myself as number two because he's been already drafted in for, for Spain in this, this uh, Europe, uh, Euro, um, European Nations League. And he was number two to David Agea in that the two games. So, I mean, something, you know, it's real big things expected of him. And I think he's like 21, 22. So... I mean, if you also could maybe offering something, I mean, that would be my target. And then some people have also mentioned uh, about one of the academy goalkeepers trying to uh, almost like promote from within the the club. Um, I I don't know his first name, but I know his surname was Hein. He's uh, one of the Estonia goalkeepers, one of the real youth keepers that are now pushing at the the, the national team, the, the first team. So some people are saying, could he be the sort of option, or you have him as your number three then, but you, you bring him into the first team setup?
1: Well, you could, the the, the next best thing possibly is bring in an experienced keeper who's kind of happy, you know, to take that bench role, but, you know, can probably, if need be, you know, stand up and be counted if he, if he should, come into play because you also, also don't know how Leno's going to come back after his injury as well, which is scary because you know some people don't come back as strong because yeah it's 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 going to be really I'm 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 actually worried to um, what's going so, to happen.
0: I did see him in that MK Dons game and I mean he looked quite flexible because there were periods in the game where MK Dons were, you know, working him all over across his goal. So and I mean I don't know what also has been done, you know, in training where they would have now pushed, because I don't think Arsenal would just say, uh, you know, just allow Sir Martinez to go if they're not really sure that everything is, up, you know, top-notch with Leno, with, you know, like, physically.
1: No, I, agree. I guess we must do something, you know, with Liverpool, okay, not like, like some, a keeper like Adriano, where, you know, he, he's happy to take number two, and for a certain part in the season, he did, okay.
0: No, but I mean, he's also quite good for a clanger. If you think, yeah, of yeah, yeah,
1: yes, yes. Now I remember, there were a few moments of madness at all well, in that
0: It's just at that point where Liverpool's firepower would take them alone over the line. But I mean, he did drop a few good clangers. I uh, recall in, in
1: the. Stadium. No, he definitely did. But I'm just saying, like a keeper that's kind of in that mold, maybe with all well, the Premier League experience. You know, he's not going to sulk if he doesn't get a game every week. But you know, if he's should be needed, like can do a job, not like a keeper that like you remember Peter Chick towards the end of his Arsenal career where any near post shot to the ground would just go in. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then of course another news now also, Obama Young, contract is now done and dusted. I mean this but this is what I uh, told you also yesterday. The I mean for me the cl- Arsenal's PR department stinks. I wouldn't mean, just call it straight out like that. Because I mean, the anticipation after, even the Community Shield uh, is meaningless as it was that, that, that the Cup. But I mean, you, you kind of interact that with either that winning of a, of a trophy or the FA Cup or something, or even with the with latest transfers, you coincided with that. But it's like we kept on delaying, delaying, and then in the end, we end up now with, almost like everybody's like, oh yeah, okay, like off the side.
1: So it's a confirmed deal, yeah. And I know not in a few days' time, you know, you 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 almost guaranteed the listeners. And a few days' time, breaking news of Bobby and refuses to sign cut. Uh, I
0: mean, he becomes now. I think, now he's also the club now, also on. I think Özil
1: on uh, par with. Ozil.
0: Not on par, but since Özil's contract runs now out, so the deal is all his pay package. You know, uh, combined since it's a three-year deal, it's like a way bigger. Contract
1: okay, okay. No, it's and he idiots in the party place in this season, remaining season. I mean, you know, one a few years ago when he signed for the club, he was you know a savior, basically. You know, it was the, the signing that we were all crying out for. It's just a I just hope he can maybe end off with a bank.
0: I mean, wouldn't it be nice for him to go with the sort of mindset that Hazard did when he was when it was, became known that he was gonna leave Chelsea, where he actually did go out with a bank? Like, you know, he set he, the, the league alight, even though things have now also gone kind of pear-shaped at Madrid. But, I mean, at least he went out with a bang. And, I mean, I hope Ozil can take that route and, and, and you know, really turn it up for, you know, his uh, Premier League swan song.
1: Yeah, definitely. Do you think he'll get the nod in the starting eleven tomorrow, or is that a bit of wishful thinking?
0: No, I think wishful thinking. Probably <laughs> cameo. I think probably a cameo role, because I, I, you you do have now a lot of the the... The big names. I mean, look, I think uh, the game could be too soon for, say, somebody like Gabriel. I think we discussed that last week even. But I think somebody like, like William will be chomping at the bit. He's got now a few weeks extra under the belt physically. And, I mean, Seba he was already up and running there at Madrid already in their pre-season uh, training. And that. So, I think he should be also... There. So uh, Look, he didn't even need to uh, go into quarantine. Everybody was talking about him doing that two week quarantine thing. But I mean he was already straight into training action as soon as he came back from Madrid. Um, the other thing I also wanted to mention to you, I do what do you think about the board kind of I'm just saying they are dragging their feet, but I think there should be some urgency also with getting rid now of players because I think that that sentimental thing is now have to be has to be like uh, you know left at the door. And, I mean you have to now be, you know, real cutthroat about decisions not to get more exits now because I think, like, the club is not the the, or the team is actually being bloated now with all these players coming in. But I think we also need to also let go, besides raising, of course, uh, funds for say somebody like Partey or, or our and that. But I just think it, you know, things they do now start also getting a move on because it's, it's like everything, like, even that Socrates thing that is stalling. Of course, we know the holding thing has to now be on ice, not on ice, it's now totally off because. Of the was
1: it, especially now with David Louis also having some sort of next train. Oh, yeah. So, so that's I, I saw somebody um speaking about predicted lineup tomorrow, and I saw David Louis um was not there, so he's out to the next train you say. But, um, Socrates, I feel that you know we need to get him out the door. I mean, he's been a, he, he done a good job for us, but like you said, now we, we're looking at the team now where there's so many places. And it's like so many players that can play. And I mean, we have almost like three or four players at centre-back, you know, as as replacements, I mean, that that's going to play. So I guess we need to definitely get our exits out the window so we can clear out the room for more incomings and get our squad settled for the season.
0: Because I think uh, there was an a article I saw where it was mentioning I mean, I thought it was just that Thomas party since that, that was like, what, 45 million release clause. But it's like Arsenal pushing for that um, our deal because um, I think Lyon want, I think they want also some like hard cash, but Arsenal still trying to, you know, to maybe think of, of, of doing like a swap deal, but uh, I don't think Guendouzi uh, is somebody that's really, you know, up the street that they would want in their squad.
1: Yeah, I I just wonder who we could use as a as a you know as a make sure as a way to make what the say almost like a, to do that part, he'll exchange it, to know who we would offer because yeah, I make think
0: wait, make weight make weight
1: make weight yeah that that's the word I was trying to get to but because like you said going to is not the he didn't paint himself in a good light with that all uh, his antics so we're probably gonna have to fork out the cash if we want to bring in quality but. Once again, you know, Arsenal shouldn't penny any pinch because at the yeah. end of the day, you know, it's going to bite you in the behind if you if you keep on going about things this way. I mean, we've seen many times players that we could have had, but we haggled for a few cents and we asked for the outcome.
0: Because, I mean, I just think with, with regards to when you go through the squad, you've now kind of solidified the defence. Now you've, you've switched your attention now to midfield. And I, I mean, I, I just, I still think the midfield lacks creativity and that goals that, you know, you and I have been hopping on for most of last season. And I just think, look, William we do know, he creates, I love a lot of chances. Because uh, even when I went on, on Chelsea's past season record, he was the one, you know, really carrying the load for them with, uh, even, uh, not not just assists even, but just that, that sort of, I mean, I hate using that term, but that second assist type thing where he <laughs> the sort of, Moves, you know, that, that end up, ends up leading to goals because he creates that, that, you know, that little pockets of opportunity on a pitch.
1: Yeah, I, I just hope he's also, you know, I know what his position going to be at, at Arsenal. I know they want to do you to kind of use him as a central attacking midfielder more, but his versatility definitely plays a, a big plus for us and, you know, hopefully can carry that Chelsea form yeah. at Arsenal.
0: So we switch our attention now to team news. Um, as you mentioned earlier on, that David Luiz neck injury, that thing probably will not keep him out because I think it didn't look that positive at the reports I heard today. And of course, that thing that I mentioned now with regards to holding, but I mean, for me now, us taking on Fulham, for me, it's going to be a big test for Arsenal because now we're coming up against a team that's actually going to do what we've been doing the the latter part of the season because they will sit back. They're not going to really go, you know, gung-ho out at us, so it's going to come down to us, and I think this is going to also going to show you and me and all the fans, also a different approach of Arsenal, a more attack-minded, a more, you know, more, let's see how ruthless they are, or what's your take? How do you think they're going to go about this sort of uh, t- taking um, full amount? Because I think it's probably going to be, uh, or play out the same, not, not the result-wise. I just think the start is going to be something like, when you know, when we faced Aston um, Villa, it became so frustrating for us because we just did not have that. We did create some sort of chances, but there was nothing really creative in that final third for us to, you know, get us past that 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 bank. You know, almost like two banks or four that they were playing. Uh,
1: I definitely think that this is an opportunity for Arsenal to show off their attacking talents that they have. I mean, you have an embarrassment of riches now in terms of who you want to play. You have Pepe, Lacazette, Bamiegh, Saka, William as well. I mean, that firepower and. You know, maybe you you throw in even uh, Ainsley, Maitland-Niles probably because you know, Keiren and Tierney will probably have to do a job at in the back if we're gonna go with the back three. But you definitely have that options of attack-minded players who you can use now, who can actually you can actually see that you know that you try to suffocate your opponent so much and they just cave in because you have so much attacking power. I think Arsenal should kind of they can send a statement to the league. Not saying that they're gonna win the league, but send a statement that you know. We're we serious about our intent. And I think we should go out there and, you know, destroy Fulham, actually.
0: Yeah. And I mean, look, Fulham, they've now also, you know, adapting to the, the transfer budget with the, the, the promotion winnings, uh, Kitty. And I mean, they've now uh, took Alphonse Areola from PSG. Uh, so, I, look, there's still talk that he could even get a nod in tomorrow's game. But I mean, I'm not sure because, look, everything was also so very on the on the spur of the moment. So I, I don't know if they will just, you know, throw you in. And then, of course, they also signed uh, Mario Lamina, that we also know of, Madison um, Reed, and Anthony Nockert, was also been always a problem when we played Brighton. With Brighton. Yeah, Philip, um, <laughs> it's a bit of worrying. But, you know, you, you said you watched um,
1: Fulham play, the playoff finals against Brentford, and you weren't too impressed with, Their performance, so I'm hoping that you know we can like show them and get the three points.
0: Yeah, because I mean I was really expecting because look everybody heard also about that uh, sort of style of play of Fulham and that, but it was almost like they allowed Brentford to play, and it was also like where they just ended up sucker punching uh, Brentford in at the end. Because I just think to myself, because look, we all know Scott Parker when he since, he's been t- since he took over that Fulham job, he just—he also knows when to play his cards, like, you know, when to go all out attack. But they'll know since they're playing a team like Arsenal, we can have a sort of dangerous attack and midfield. So they will probably try to kind of, you know, you know, almost like lead us into a false sense of security and then spring sort of counters on us. Because, look, they do have the pace.
1: Uh, it's always a bit of a worrying thing when Arsenal comes up against pace. But, you know, we've shown we can deal against. Any type of attack attack that's come away way recently, but I do feel i mean I'm somebody a bit confident but I'm going possibly for a three 0 win tomorrow.
0: I mean I wouldn't think it's that far fetched because look we have thumped them, but <laughs> we even visit them, or taken them on the Emirates, and then. so I think you know there will be quite a few goals, but I, I just think Arsenal could really set the mark. I mean. All eyes are going to be on us. We are the team that's starting off the Premier League season uh, uh, tomorrow, so I mean you're going to have you know fans from all over you know tuned in that you know, or Premier League fans tuned in to watch the game. So I just hope they really do put on the show, you know really show or set up like really set the pace because look in in about what's it, two weeks or so, then we again face Liverpool. So I mean, ah. in between we still got to beat them. So it would be also a, a awesome market to set to lead us into that game. Just to go in with a more sort of sort of positive vibe.
1: And what's the deal with fans? Are the fans allowed in the games or we still have empty stadiums?
0: No, no, it's still empty because I do recall I think oh, October third it's pending as as um I am not sure if it's ten percent of the of, like, Arsenal fans that can go in. I am still as I said, I still don't know how it's gonna work with the ticket, you know, the ticketing thing, uh, that the that fans are gonna get the tickets in it, but they want to start small already on, on October third. I think that's when we play Sheffield United at the minutes.
1: Okay, no, it sounds all And I think without you know the Craven Cottage fans, Arsenal should go there and you know stamp their authority very early on.
0: So do you have any other talking points before we wrap up this podcast?
1: No, I, I think we've discussed everything on my side.
0: Okay, so guys, hope you guys have a awesome weekend. Sorry about The, the podcast is kind of short, but I mean, we want to get the, the season moved on. So I hope you guys enjoy. Bye.
1: Cheers, guys. Have a good one and enjoy the game.